Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain as we give a rundown on today's dates and some interesting historical facts, and to sharpen your wit as I toss out some random musing and facts just to get your brain gears turning, and hopefully a time to enrich your faith as we talk about our walk with Jesus. Co-hosting with me this week is my big sister, Carla Cockrum. Hello, Daily Grind. Happy to be here. Yes, Carla, thanks for joining me. And uh, let's get this show on the road. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Tuesday, August 15th. And on this day in 15th, 15 Panama City Panama was founded wow although it wasn't Panama it was just Panama City was founded but okay. in 1870 the transcontinental railway was completed in the middle <laughs> yes that's <laughs> where they went Promontory Point Utah oh I don't think that's so. quite the middle but <laughs> No, it's not the middle, but okay. but you got to remember the eastern part of the country had or had a head start. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it, right, you yes. can't really. All right. <laughs> and on this date, coincidentally, in 1914, the Panama Canal opened. My goodness, there's a lot going on in Panama on this date. I know. 1515, Panama City. 1914, the canal opened. Although the first ship to pass through the SS. Ancon went through the 50 mile waterway on August 3rd. So there was somebody that had like a sneak preview. Through that, oh, sort of so. a test run kind of thing. Test run kind of yeah. thing. But it's official opening, 1914. Cool. On this date, tragic in 1935, Will Rogers and oh. his pilot, Willie Post, were killed oh. after their aircraft developed engine trouble, taken off from Barrow, Alaska. Big fan of Will Rogers. Very quotable guy. Very quotable guy. The statue of Will Rogers outside the convention center in Fort Worth Mm -hmm. of him on his horse. Horse? Do you know the name of his horse? I do know the name of his horse, but I'm not going to be able to tell you off the top of my head. But if you give me three horse names, I'll tell you which one it is. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, Silver, Trigger, Soap Suds. Trigger. Silver. Soap, Soap suds. Okay. <laughs> I obviously do not know. Um, Have that horse confused right. with somebody else's horse. You know, maybe, oh. maybe. Here's the thing. Maybe it's like Bruce Wayne and Batman. Did anyone ever see Trigger and Soap Suds together? Oh, at the same okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start that conspiracy. <laughs> and in 1939, The Wizard of Oz premiered at Grauman's Chinese Theater in Los Angeles, California. Whoa. The same one we used to watch when we were kids. Yes. Oh, my It used goodness. to be in all the time, which I totally loved. And as a small child, was totally terrified by those exactly. blind monkeys. <laughs> exactly. Creepy little things. Creepy. Oh, yeah. In 1945, on this date, Japan's emperor, Hirohito, addressed the nation regarding the surrender of Japan to the Allied forces oh. in the Jewel Voice broadcast. And on this date in 1947, India gained independence from the British Indian Empire. Oh, my. They were with them a long time. 
Yes, they were with them a long time. Uh, not by choice. Um, <laughs> August 15th is Assumption of Mary Day. Okay. It's Leather Craft Day. Oh. Okay. It's Lemon Meringue Pie Day. Oh, yum. Yes. And, that sounds uh, good. I like any kind of calf's lobber pie. <laughs> That's what Dad used to call it. Yeah. Right. Oh, Look like calf's lobber on so that pie. Descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> any kind of pie with calf's lobber on it. Right. I'm a fan. It's a good thing. And meringue is one of those words that makes you think you're dyslexic. <laughs> yes. That can't honest. be anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's somewhere you just go, who, who decided you would pronounce kernel, kernel? Like, that's not, or baloney. What? I know, I know, I know. Those are crazy it's English. Crazy I don't know how anybody learns it. <laughs> it's also relaxation day. But most importantly, August 15th is check the chip day. Check the what? Check the chip. Check the it chip. It is the day where you want to make sure that your pet a is microchipped and that their microchip works. How do you check the chip? You can uh, go to the AVMA, the American Animal Hospital Association, and find out information because I think there are oh. vets where with no charge. You can just come into their office or any shelter, humane society. There's a way they can just check your chip and make sure that Okay, that's a good idea. Check the chip day. day. Okay, I like it. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. The largest restaurant in the world is the Bawabat Damask restaurant in Syria with seating for 6,014 patrons. Oh, that's (laughs) that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. And, And but 14. I mean, like 6,000. Like, oh, well, you can put them at 14. We got a little corner over here. Like, what is that? We some more chairs at that table. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Sweet, sweet Connie from Grand Funk Railroad song, We're an American Band, is actually referring to a real person. Connie Hamsey. Yep. Okay. Was a friend of the band. Okay. So, Carla, I don't know if you know it, but February doesn't March, but April, May. (laughs) <laughs> just rolls right off the tongue doesn't it <laughs> February doesn't March but April May got it just because someone is claustrophobic doesn't mean they can't think outside the box yes there you they go. just want I, to <laughs> they just want to so bad in fact, in fact I would say I wonder if people who are claustrophobic think outside the box more maybe so i think it's odd how sometimes feet smell and noses run exactly that's weird and you park in driveways and drive on parkways i know Mm -hmm. and you bake cookies and cook bacon bake cookies cook bacon oh yeah yeah it's crazy language crazy language Hey, speaking of this crazy language, EG is something that shows up in sentences all the time. Do you know mm-hmm. what EG stands for? Well, I don't know what the E and the G are abbreviations for, but I mean, it means, for example. It does mean, for example. But it what is, is, why it the is, E and the G? Because it is 
the abbreviated form of the Latin phrase exempla gratia. Oh, right. Which which means, <laughs> for example. Correct. So. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Get um, here's something that's worthless, but I find interesting. The <laughs> word dude yes. in the Big Lebowski mm -hmm. movie was spoken 160 times. Dude. <laughs> dude. I really like that word. I, dude. I used to say it a lot. Not so much. I'm going to bring it back. Dude. So, okay. Do you know do you know that there is only one Starbucks that doesn't ask for names? No. Any guess of where that might be? Um no. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So there's, I don't know, there's over 20,000 locations worldwide at Starbucks, and they ask your name to put it on your coffee cup, except for this one location. And that is the Starbucks that's located in Langley, Virginia, the CIA headquarters. Okay, then. <laughs> that they is don't. hilarious. Yeah, no names. <laughs> oh, keep so up. do you know what's rarer than walking on the moon? Ah. Uh. Uh, rarer than walking on the moon. Mm, you should probably tell me. Okay, this, I mean, this was one that I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I, so, so there, there have been 12 people who have set foot on the moon. Okay. That we know of. Um, <laughs> 12 people have walked on the moon. Only 11 people have been born in antarctica whoa right you're in a oh. more elite group if you're one of the 11 humans born in antarctica born than you are antarctica. the number of humans who've walked on the moon oh, i'm just thinking of the women who give birth in antarctica <laughs> that's oh <Yeah>. so <laughs> woo. yeah there you 11. go 11 okay 11 all right 11 Two more people give birth in Antarctica, walking on the moon, rarest yeah. thing. Yep. <laughs> but as of today. <laughs> Still both rare. Still rare. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting thing in Antarctica, too. Do you know what heavy metal rock and roll band is the only band to have played a concert on every continent? No. That would be Metallica. Okay. And when they finished their world tour, they went and performed a set in Antarctica that year to say that they performed on. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's some logistics right there. It is. Yeah. Whoa. I'm not going to read all of the Psalms as we go through them, but Psalms one's a short one. And it said, blessed is the person who does not follow the advice of wicked people, take the path of sinners or join the company of mockers. Rather, he delights in the teachings of Yahweh and reflects on his teachings day and night. He's like a tree planted beside streams, a tree that produces fruit in season and its leaves do not wither and whatever it produces thrives. Wicked people are not like that. Instead, they are like husks that the wind blows away. 
That is why wicked people will not be able to stand in the judgment, and sinners will not be able to stand where righteous people gather. Yahweh knows the way of righteous people, but the way of wicked people will end. So Psalm 1, often attributed to David, emphasizes how crucial it is to shape our life based on God's word. This focus sets the tone for the entire collection of Psalms. The themes in this passage resonate with earlier chapters of Proverbs, highlighting the importance of seeking godly wisdom. The message in Psalm 1 about meditating and obeying God's word sounds like God's instructions to Joshua when he entrusted Joshua with leading Israel into the promised land. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. The teaching in Psalm 1 regarding the blessings for those who obey and the unfortunate fate of those wicked really draw a parallel. The blessings and the curse kind of describes those things that are in Deuteronomy 28. The book of Psalms begins by portraying two types of folks, the righteous and the wicked. And the righteous person is compared to a flourishing tree, deeply rooted, well-nourished. In contrast, the wicked person is carried away like useless husk by the wind. And it's really the choices that two different people make, whether or not they are going to follow the advice of wicked people or delight in God's word and follow after Yahweh. These themes appear frequently in scripture. Jesus spoke about discerning good and bad trees by their fruit. He described the righteous as walking the challenging, narrow path, while the wicked opt out for the easy, wide road that leads to destruction. All those metaphors underscore choice. Will you follow the path of righteousness that leads to life, or will you be counted among the wicked who will not endure? I mean, the choice really seems obvious. Only a fool would select the path that leads to ruin. Yet, why does Jesus suggest that many people fail to make that choice? Well, in our modern context, we value intellect, and we often assume that knowledge is the key to solving problems, making decisions. And that assumption, I think, has greatly influenced Christian communities, focusing on sermons and Sunday school and Bible studies. And those are undoubtedly valuable, but they can often rest on a mistaken understanding of human nature in that they assume that merely teaching God's word will result in people following it. Knowledge matters, but I think there's a more fundamental aspect that we often overlook. I like the way that James K.A. Smith puts it in talking about education, but he asked the question, what if education wasn't primarily about what we know, but about what we love. Psalm 1 recognizes that we love and our affections determine our decisions and our decisions shape our future. It's not just our intellect, but what our heart is focused on that guides us through life. In Psalm 1, the righteous isn't the one who knows a lot about God. It's the one that finds joy, life, and delight in God and his word. I think someone's about choices, choosing what we will love and desire. It makes me think of Matthew 6:21, where Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Our attitudes about wealth and possessions, notoriety, fame, reputation, family, whatever, 
they're tied to what we value most. And that shapes our thoughts, affections, and desires. So when we invest our time and our energy in amassing wealth, well, our heart becomes fixed on that wealth. But on the other hand, when we prioritize God's kingdom, our hearts find joy in the internal enjoyment of that treasure. And instead of chasing temporary riches, our focus shifts to honoring God and following his purpose. Dear God, we want to follow your path and avoid getting caught up in the world's ways. Please help us to focus on Jesus, not be swayed by just trends and desires and things that are told to us in the world today. Let us be like a tree by a river. Let us soak up your truth, your kindness, your love, your joy, and your peace, and use us to produce that fruit and spread your mercy and your care and your love and your grace to those around us, right where we are, wherever we are. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me on another edition of The Daily Grind. This was just a very brief look at Psalm 1. I'd encourage you to go back, meditate on it. That's not happening in my 15-minute podcast. And I just hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow on The Daily Grind. And I put some other New Testament passages that really underscore the connection between devotion to God's word and righteous living. So check those out in the show notes.